Ding 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 Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and Brandana Sports Podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 267 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor, please subscribe, leave five stars, tell a friend, choose an email at it may be sportspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Brandana, and with me, as always, getting ready for that vacay, most awesome. Oh, you know how I do. You do, bro. It's here. <laughs> it's upon I'm us. I'm taking vacation crazy as hell. Man, you about to get on that road. You're driving That's it. That's right. Driving it. We're trying it. We're trying it out. What's your, the... what's your year? Like, how far out are you planning vacations? Is it the same time each year? I mean, I know I should keep track. I should know better than this. Like, no, you, actually, you... this is a little different. This is okay. I, your, your spidey senses are right because you're like, I think this is the same time, but something in the back of Brandana's mind's like, this something isn't typical. This isn't, t- it feels different. It feels different something's to the down. audience too. Uh, no, usually we do this trip out at the end of summer, so Labor Day weekend. However, Dr. Mrs. Kamish has a cousin that's getting married uh, out in Montauk. So we're like, all right, two birds, one stone. Let's yeah. do it. We yeah. have the time. It, it actually is going to work out a little bit better because this way we don't have to pull the kids actually out of school, miss like three days of Labor Day because, you know, school out here in Mad uh, Sports Podcast Midwest, school starts a little earlier for the kids. Also, oh, they usually kind of just crazy. they just kind of miss those first few days of school and dead dad. Yeah. yeah. Well, and now they gotta now they now they gotta dead dad that homework too. They're getting Ooh. sent home with some packets. No one Ooh. wants to do any homework on the beach. Yeah, you remind me of this. I want to do this for a little um uh MAMA parenting tip, just about this homework business. Cause you think like, you know, like as kids, we were just like, oh, like our parents, like they don't really have an opinion about this, like whatever is like we gotta get this done. And so, but it kind of puts a little stress on the parents, and I imagine there's a little bit of just seeing like your kids stressed out by the homework. I mean, I know your kids like kind of getting to that age. It'll just be, it's a topic I want to touch. Not now. We're in vacation mode. We ain't talking. Yeah, about, yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, no We're more school number breaks. So we're summer vacation, my friend. Yeah, but that's what it was because it was, uh, you know, your uh, your birthday, Doctor Mrs. The Commish, Father's Day, and it just seems like a bunch kind of packed into your world right now, bro. Mm-hmm. A lot going oh, yeah, down. You got it. You got it, baby. All right, what's your world, bro? I'm just trying to live. Thanks, in brother. It. Thanks. Thank you. Um, but this podcast is your guys' world, and we got a jam-packed episode 267, guys. We're doing Rip from the Headlines. We're doing The Suns Keeping It Beal. Got to do the mm. MAB Actor Hall of Fame. Got to fire that back up after a couple of years. Take a peek who's in there. Maybe get a couple <laughs> other people in there. Uh, Neapolitan Showdown, we're doing top three movies about death. Get a little dark. Um, Brandetta Gambling Corner, last couple of years, guys, it is that time of the year. We have gotten uh, – had snuck up on us. Not this year. No, sir. I think we're about 11 weeks 10 weeks out of the nfl but that's right guys you know it's time we're gonna get it started we are doing that eight eight segment series we're doing the nfl futures and we're gonna start where we usually end we're gonna get right into it ladies and gentlemen the nfc north we're doing that today and then we're gonna take a little update as mab league is turning that corner head into the postseason want to let you guys know what's going on where you can catch it if you haven't been tuning in on twitch it's about to get hot had a good game this weekend we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. 
Headline, we're just keeping it beal. Why are we talking about that this week, brother? Oh, we had a you know what? So, NBA finals ends, and someone was like really chasing for the mantle of like, how are we gonna fill this sports void left by the NBA finals? And and the, the Suns came out swinging, they took a big cut and made a big trade for Bradley Beal with the Washington Wizards, sending Chris Paul. Landry Shamit, uh, a bunch of second round picks, which sometimes can be valuable, and a bunch, or at least they say a handful of second round picks, and a uh, a few pick swaps for first rounders. Yeah, second round picks a little bit. Uh, so pick swaps, we'll get into it. Yeah, second round. Well, I feel like I'm going to show my hands here. Second rounders to me is just like like a buy one at like entree, get one free at like Applebee's or something. It's just like sure, like this probably has value. Like mm-hmm. possibly like when I'm there, if like something breaks the right way. Uh, who won this trade? Man, um, I it, it's so weird. People are very split. This this trade has been very divisive. Oh, that's wild. That's surprising. Hands. Yeah, it yeah. is. I've seen I've seen people like shitting on the the Suns for making a splashy but un um. Like not advancing the ball, if you will, in terms of like the the progress lateral for move championship lateral move yeah lateral move or just like it too too like where are you going to go too much overlap between Booker and Beal on how they play with and it's kind of feeling like reminiscent of the of the Nets that they you know the super team of Harden Kyrie and and then Kevin Durant it's like are we just rolling this up and repackaging it with yeah, two other similar it. players. I that's a good point. Yeah. Maybe we can go off a little tangent right now because yeah. I do like that. Like when we talk about it, because yeah. a super team is not just, and that was my instincts too. And I'm not like the biggest NBA head, but it's not just about getting three great players or three like expensive players. Like there has to be kind of like a little position, like a little role that makes sense. And it just didn't, if anything, like I think you and I see eye to eye on Booker. Like this is one of kind of that, uh, those guys that we think can take like one of those big steps where you start talking like, you know, top six in the league, like and it kind of seems like he's shouldn't in that direction. And if anything, like if you had to say who lost this trade, I almost say it's Booker because now there's just more basketball to share. And I, you know, it gets a little awkward when it goes from just like, we're relying on you to now it's just kind of like, is it mine to take over? Like, do I have to defer? Like, where do I have to be? Yeah. It'd be very interesting too. Cause we we've seen kind of like, book like initiating the offense and bringing it up and i wonder if we'll see that role expanded for him a little bit as kind of being the one that to set the table uh get involved heavily in and and pick and roll action i do wonder like if beal is gonna for this to be successful it's almost gonna have to make like a chris bosh it's funny because we talked about chris bosh in actually mad league not too long ago make that Chris Chris Bosch sacrifice. It's like, well, my role now is going to be like be the best on ball defender or or wing defender on the other side because we know Devin Booker might have to carry more of the offensive load initiating the offense and then be like a spot up shooter and then just, you know, carry the offense for spurts when either Kevin Durant or the other are, are sitting. And I feel like in order for those three to work 
somebody's going to have to sacrifice their style of play. And I, I would envision it would be Beal making that switch versus Booker and Durant, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Is is yeah. Beal strike is kind of guy that'd be open to that? I mean, we haven't really seen, you know, he's, I mean, he's just one of those great stats on a shitty team guy. I mean, I guess a little bit yeah. of John, John Wall, but they didn't really seem to overlap too much or it seems like do we kind of get the sense that this guy's you know ready to do what it takes for the team put the team first i I think so yeah i mean everything that's been coming out over years about bradley beal is like he's been a great addition to like the community like very invested in the washington area community uh i think he even won like like uh one of like the forgive me bradley i know you're listening but won an award for like community service you know what i mean like so i feel like if he's looking to actually like because we because this is the kind of the the underside of the the deal is is we know this is the deal that he forced through this is the deal that he ultimately signed off on so he i'm i'm assuming had to understand or there had to have been a little chatter behind scenes as to who's gonna have what role because i don't i mean these guys yeah these these guys are texting right like veal's definitely texting durant before this goes down yeah for sure And, and durant doesn't I can't imagine Durant wants to have a Nets 2.0 kind of disaster in front of him. You know what I mean? It would it, having that unfold for him for KD would be a devastating like ding in his legacy armor, if you will. Yeah, but I mean, it's feeling like the same recipe. It feels like we're pulling in a no, name that's right. new head coach. You know, like in in there, like it's yeah, just kind Frank of there's Vogel. no. Yeah, we haven't really seen any trending in the right direction. Yeah, I but I just I just wonder. I think KD's a pretty like thoughtful guy. You know what I mean? I think he spends a lot of time. Well, I definitely we know he definitely spends a lot of time thinking about himself in, in the Twitter yeah. sphere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. But it's one of those things. I do wonder if he's like. I just I just fingers crossed that he's like. All right. In order for this to work, we have like he has to know what what didn't work right and what we can't the steps that we can't repeat are this and i wonder if beal's gonna be that guy i don't know it's really interesting i mean you know then going to the other side it's like it just feels like the wizards couldn't have possibly won this trade for what they got out of it right you get chris paul who you're who they're ultimately gonna wave they're not gonna they're not yeah. going to keep him in his salary. You get Landry Shamit, sure, fine. But like the handful of second round put picks, as you make, as you mentioned, they're like the like coupon for the two appetizers for the price of one at yeah. Chili's. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's it's, it's what... your, yeah, your your car wash came with free like tire pressure tack. Like it's yeah, just like cool, awesome. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, we, that. The, it's when you pull up to the gas station and they have the air, the free air. That's what you got. You got free yeah. air. <laughs> yeah. Build up your tires. Um, but it's like, all right, maybe you hit on one of those. There's there's a rare, I mean, Gilbert Arenas, uh, Draymond or boy Draymond Green. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you well, can I mean, they're hit definitely in the second round. They're definitely in tank mode, right? I mean, I think it's almost sure. like from the Wizards' point of view, it's it's almost less of what they got and it's more of what they got rid of. And that's that gigantic bloated Beal contract. Yeah, because that's the thing is, is they, they were they were stuck. They gave Beal a mega superstar deal and and promises of building around him, and they haven't had a winning season since 2017, 2018 season. So I mean, they've just been floundering with the big price tag, and his his tag is is 
dollar per average is only going to go up. I mean, this year he is due $46.7 million. The year after that, 50.2. The year after that, 53.6. And his final year, which I think is a player option, uh, yeah. or I think it's a player option, it's $57 million. I let's, mean, it's, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and mark that up as taking that player's let, option. Let me take okay. I'm <laughs> taking that. I would let you guys, if this speeds up the paperwork, just going to let you know, got to pick up that player <laughs> option. Just want to let is there uh, uh, Is there a penalty for filing too early on that? I don't <laughs> just want to know. I'll take less. Like It's like winning the lottery. Can I just take like 20% less now as one lump sum? Or like, how does, right. how does this work? Uh, so where does this leave? Okay, so who won the trade? Like it, you're like, to me, it feels like, you know, on paper, if you remove a bunch of this stuff and you just look at the players, like it feels like the Suns pulled whatever they got away with one, not giving up a lot of shit. But I think yeah. when you actually look at it, it's to your point, like that's not what all the NBA is. It's like you can't get stuck with this player. And, you know, there's just like it was a hard player to remove and it really had definitely had to go to a contender how to go to a team that had the cap space, how to go to a team that already had a couple of pieces there, you know, cause it's, you know, they, the time to build around Beal. I mean, we've seen it Washington. That can't be the first piece you have because it's not attracting other things. So you got to add on to what you have there. So Phoenix, you know, in the long run does seem like the fit. So I think, you know, it's just kind of beggars can't be choosers. It's, they brought it into the flea market and there's like, this is what we can give you. And they're just like, well, I guess that's what we'll take. And um, I think, in a roundabout way, the the person or persons that won this deal, definitively, you can say, will be future general managers who will never give another no trade clause in any sort yeah. of deal whatsoever, because that's really the the point of the reason why the Wizards got as little on paper as we see, because the the they're not even going to get a pick swap. 2024 they could get a pick swap but that ostensibly the suns will still be good so why would we swap that pick 2026 maybe they're still hanging around i mean devin booker's still young beal is young enough so we're looking at 2030 as the first year of a first round pick that washington is kind of like that if if it all falls apart that's the pick that i'm hoping for we're talking seven years out because the other picks Brooklyn is uh, are, are owed to Brooklyn 2023, 25, 27, 28 is a pick swap. So maybe they could get a 28 pick there and 29. So those picks from the Durant deal are already owed. And with the, with this uh, steepen rule, you can't trade back to back first round picks in the NBA. Yeah. So this is where, this is where the wizards had their, their feet to the fire, the back against the wall, uh, you know, they're being waterboarded all simultaneously. All three of these things are happening all at all once. Done. And they all because that the previous administration for them gave Beal a no trade clause, which literally gave him the ultimate leverage because it's like, fine, you don't trade me to a team that I want to go. Maybe I just play 40 games this year. You still pay me $46 million. You're still bad. You know what I mean? You you have no chance of rebuilding with my contract on, on your books. There is no leverage. Deal me to this team and basically take whatever. An under, underrated subplot is, is that Mark Bartlestein, uh, Beal's agent, his son is the newly appointed like director of basketball operations for the, for the Suns, which is this weird, like, I don't know. It kind of just feels like, oh, well, that's very convenient. Yeah, I mean, they, they definitely like screams tampering, which maybe would be a bigger deal. I mean, if it's just kind of, 
you know, the, like you said, with the no trade clause, like if we already know it's just kind of like the player is railroading whatever's going down, like almost has yeah. to. Like, so where's the line between tampering and like we had to fucking ask him? Like, it's just like we got to figure out like where he's going to go. Uh, got so many things to talk about. I want to talk about this before I get it. Where does this leave DeAndre Ayton? I do think this is the next piece to be moved because with he all can't four be there next them, year, right? They can't for they can't afford it. Yeah, they can't afford. I mean, they're already going to be well over the cap with the four of them. Um, and, and he it, makes like, the most sense. And we don't, yeah, we don't know the new, I mean, not putting you on the spot to get all the ins and outs, but the, the, uh, luxury tax has gotten steeper and there's like almost new tiers to it. Right. To try to like deter, like going way over the, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. Like skirts or something or something like second tier. Apron. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, apron, yeah, yeah, apron. yeah. 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 It's that it gets very complicated, but really what it all boils down to is, is, you can get these mega teams, yes, but owners are going to pay through the nose. So is new owner Matt Ishbia going to, you know, fire the air cannon full of 20s all over, you know, New York City home office for the for the NBA? I don't know. But mm-hmm. it's it, it it does seem like they can't, because that's the thing is, is they literally have like six players on the route. I mean, they could continue to spend. They could, they could um, you know, get a, Darius uh, Basil uh, Basley or whatever his name is back in. They got some young guys, but they're going to pay through the roof for it. So to your point, this is like Aiton, who was already kind of not really sold. We were, they're kind of forced into sending him for that big deal. Do they move him because his salary is good enough where he can get probably a couple quality guys back? Plus maybe recoup a pick or two, maybe that you can then in turn send you know, because that's the thing that's the question mark on that Washington deal is, is like maybe they get back a pick for a date and that they can send. And then maybe that that deal doesn't start to feel as bad as it did before. So, I mean, someone's going to overpay for Aiden, right? I think so. Yeah, I, I, I think somebody like, a, you know, because I think last year, you know, um, the Pacers were really interested in Aiden. I'd be interested to see if they come back to it. Um, but there's, you know, he's a young center that's, that's, you know, pretty athletic, a double, double guy, uh, room protector, uh, $30 million. I know it sounds crazy on paper, but not like, not totally insane, uh, of a deal for, I think it's 32 and a half million bucks. Like really not that big. Whoops. I just blew past his overall numbers wow. here. He's wow. got, he's got. Two more years at 34 and 35, and then he's an unrestricted free, free agent. So it's like, do you take, if you get the cap space, do you take 35 million on, send a couple contracts his way? And then, like, I don't know, like, you don't, you don't need to send him to a contender. You just need to send him for some, some role players. You know what I mean? Could you send him to, uh, you know, could you send him to, Maybe you could send him to the Bucks. Could you send him to like a an Oklahoma City team that maybe is looking for another size to go with like a Chet Holgrim, right, and match up with him? Could you send him to? Uh, could you send him? Yeah, to the you're Raptors? right because he's not. Yeah, he's almost. You're right. He needs like one of those. There's just so much young talent. He doesn't need to go to a team that's contending right now, but a team that's just kind of trending young. That's a that's ready to get to that. You know, like second round of the playoffs. I think Oklahoma City makes a lot of sense for that. I just don't, I like I don't know what Oklahoma City is going to give up. They seem pretty pretty greedy with like hoarding these players that they were able to get. It'll be fun to watch. That team, yeah, man, that Oklahoma City team is going to be fun. It is fun. You know, I'm just looking at their thing and that's a 
you know, it's like a, a Lou Dortz and, you know, like another. It'd be hard what to about San, What about San Antonio? Well, here's an interesting one, too. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing, right? Where it's like you got to have you got to have some like decent enough size contracts to make up the difference without doing like the math on it. You know, you've got like a Devonte Graham at 12 million, Doug McDermott at 13 million, you know, uh, they're not going to give up on like a, a vas- vassal or Sohan. But there's a couple pieces on there. I don't, let's see who else they have like a Langford or Trey Jones. I mean, they could make, you know, but they also have a few picks there. It's interesting because, they're definitely not going to give up Wembenyana. That's for sure. I just think like how many players are you getting back to match up to that thirty-five? Because you got to get within a certain percentage of that thirty-five million, unless they're way under the salary cap, and very few teams are way under the salary cap. Spurs might be one of those teams, though. That's like, all right, let's bring him in. We could pair him up with Wembenyana. Yeah, you know what I mean. Makes yeah, it interesting. Seems, yeah, they seem a little bit like ready to, and I'm sure like Popovich. Old ready to retire Popovich as soon as that card came out, San Antonio, who's like, son of a bitch. I know. It's like, all right, let's do this. So yeah, I think uh I think we're ready to make a move right now. Okay, um, Suns versus Denver, probably the favorite right now, I would guess, to meet each other in Western Conference Finals. I think right now, knee jerk, the way the league is, I think we both could probably agree to that. Uh yeah. seven game series, who you got? Denver versus Suns. Um, assuming that they let's give them, let's give them a season of experience and everyone's healthy. Yeah. I, 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 I would say, I mean, that's, it really wasn't, it didn't feel like it was a tough run for them. The, the nuggets. I still like the nuggets cause they still have order junior. They've got Aaron called, uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope back. Uh, I think Bruce Brown, they're bringing back. I think he's going to take his player option. I'd be surprised that he wouldn't come back unless he thinks he can get a really big deal, you know, that kind of championship uh, bump. But then you've got Christian Braun, who I feel like could easily fill in that role. Yeah, Jamal Murray's going to be there. I, I just, Denver's just a much more complete team with looking at the roster today versus the roster of the Suns today. Now, if they trade Aiton, it's an interesting, I'd be very interested to see the pieces that come back to them. You know what I mean? In, in a three-team team, theme, three team trade would not be out of the realm of possibility either because maybe you bring in a Spurs, but they don't have the salaries to match or another team like the Thunder, they don't have the salaries to match. So they bring in a third party and they take another, you know, couple salaries in there. That's that's so wild. I mean, if the, if the Suns actually keep all these pieces if this new owner is just like throwing his dick around and just like willing to pay it to like to try to keep them like keep eight in there then i mean is this the best starting four in the nba like one two three four combined like it would have to be right uh oh it's certainly most expensive but it's definitely have to be one of the, the ones that are up there you know what i mean yeah you would you would then you would put it i see so you put it very strongly against like denver's and Jokic murray uh, Aaron Gordon, who I just thought played so great in the the, the whole playoff runs, but really in the finals, Michael mm-hmm. Porter Jr. was a little quiet, but I think I mean he's a seventeen point a night game guy. Like he can get real hot, knock down shots. Like you've got that versus Beal, Booker, Durant. Man, that's pretty tough. And then Aiton. Man, yeah, that would be that would be pretty good. That's pretty good up there. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's a lot. Uh, it sounds expensive. It'll be interesting. Like uh, I don't know though. Like it's 
it feels like the closer you get, the more that you can like tangibly feel like how tight the window's getting for Durant to get this done. His legacy yeah. needs this. His legacy needs the chip. But but if if what we've seen is this gonna is this gonna move the need? Is it gonna like add anything? Because it, it basically his his legacy is gonna go down as like he needed, like he had to play on the super superstar team in order to get this done. Like uh, this yeah, I think it's okay. yeah, I think I think it's okay. I would give I I just give him the credit for this one. I think Booker's like you're gonna have like everyone's gonna have a two somewhere, and I like to me Beal is so like overpaid like top tier three like he's probably like a two but i don't feel mm-hmm. feel so easy it'll be interesting because it's like i mean how much Beal have you watched you know like i haven't watched that much Beal. it'd be kind of interesting yeah. to like see him back in the spotlight like really kind of see how he fits in yeah that is that's a that's a very interesting point too it's like i feel like when i hear it i'm like even when we're looking at some of like the trade charts i'm like is he really this low? Like, is he? I would like. He's a fringe yeah. all star. I get. I just feel like I've always been way more enamored with what has actually been there. And you, you said at the top, great stats, bad team. Yeah. So it's so hard to understand what those guys can do, like in real crunch time basketball. Like, I let you start a team right now. Do you take Bradley Beal or Trey Young? If you had to go with one of those number ones. Uh. Ooh. I think Bradley Beal, just because I, uh, I just think Trey Young is way too one dimensional. Yeah, I think I think with that, could give us a little something. With that, that rule change really hamstring him. When they make one rule change about you and you completely fall off the map, <laughs> I think that was. I think that is a poster for one dimensional. Uh, all right, one more for question sure. before we get out of this segment, brother. Um, any other big moves you're expecting this offseason? Anywhere in the NBA, trying to grab headlines. Want to take a little of that OTA buzz away from the NFL? Like any big player that's got to be moved? Um, well, I think today, I think it was today that uh, Draymond Green oh, so opted yeah. out. Testing free, opted yeah, well, out. what does that mean? Does that mean he's leaving the Golden doesn't State Warriors? Necessarily, doesn't necessarily know. Not, not 100%, but it's definitely mean that he is definitely sniffing around and seeing what's out there. And I do see... Like well, I've then I feel like I feel like that had to be a conversation then, right? Because it just seems like he's so loyal. I feel like he would have been like, "Hey, like, are you? Do you guys like really like what's your plans with me?" And then I feel, don't you? I mean, I know it's like tough exterior on the outside, but don't you feel like that's a conversation that they had like in the office, and they're just like, "You should, to be honest, you should test free agency." Yeah, or I think that they're like, I don't. The ownership isn't committed to you know, like we talked before with the Suns. It's like. Ownership's not committed to to paying basically you twenty five million dollars and then an additional twenty five million on top of that. So basically, your deal is really like fifty million. It's not, but you're only getting twenty five, and we're just hemorrhaging that money. So we're not the ownership is not. They love you for what you've done. This is an offer, but we we understand like you got to make as much money as you can. But I've been hearing some chatter, some rumblings. That my my Pistons might be making a big overture coming this way. Bringing Draymond back to Michigan would be a very interesting with a young club. You know, we got the fifth overall pick. We missed on Wemby, uh, but it might be like yeah. a very much of like a hey, let's bring back this veteran championship. Yeah, we know we're going to overpay for him, but the the culture that he'll bring to our locker room and really tr- coach these guys up will be something that hopefully, I mean, I pray 
for the Pistons' sake that it'll kind of instill a little bit of that championship juice in them. But I don't yeah, know. and also like yeah, he's got he's got like a Detroit Pistons basketball attitude. Like it makes sense. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, the fan sure, base would sure. go nuts for Draymond. Yeah. That's how do you feel about it? You into it? I'd be into it because it's like I I feel like what else we are we doing? Cap space. What else? What else are we <laughs> yeah. going to do with that money? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. I feel like yeah. if we really believe that there will be some like transference of you know championship understanding, then let's bring in a veteran like Draymond. Like he'd be the best. Like like this is a great point because I know I was going to save it for the back end here, but I'll I'll, I'll just put it out there now. But. Uh, it should not be lost at what Chris Paul did for the Suns franchise. If you, I mean, the Suns franchise post Barkley era, the Suns franchise was a joke. Robert Sarver was fucking destroyed that team. It was a total fucking joke. And they brought Chris Paul in there. Now, granted, he couldn't get it done, but he took that team to the fucking NBA finals. And Devin Booker was really looked at as the previous. Bradley Beal, good stats, bad team. Yeah. I mean, this is a team that they lost, and he scored 70 points, and they fucking took a photo shoot like it was Wilt Chamberlain, you know, because yeah. he scored 70 points in a game. The fucking, the whole interworkings was backwards in Phoenix. They pluck Chris Paul, they slink him in there, and he mentors a team on how to play basketball at a winning level. And all of a sudden, guess what? Consistently, we're talking about in the playoffs as one of the few best teams in the uh, the Western Conference. So is there a possibility where we could see that with Draymond Green, as we've talked about when we talked about our basketball geniuses, which I think he absolutely is? Does he bring that same energy and and transfer to the young, you know, Cade Cunningham's, the Jordan or the Jalen Ivies, like these young guys in here? It's like, hey, this is how you're supposed to play the Jalen Durans. This is how you're supposed to play, Jaden Ivey. Sorry. This is what this is what it means to win. This is what it's like winning four titles. This is the work you have to put in. Like you guys aren't working hard enough to compete at a at a high enough level. And he's gonna hold them. He's gonna hold court in the locker room and and hold them up to a, a championship standard that the Warriors had. I think that'd be very interesting. I'm into it. Bro. Yeah. Talk about them. Um. All right. It may be. Actor Hall of Fame. Get in here, bro. All right, hit... For you loyal listeners, you know we fired this up one summer. Looked a lot like this. 2019, baby. What's going on? 2019. Uh, that, that was the date. That was the date on. Uh, if you go to our Instagram at MAB underscore sports, we have, you can like save stories. This is how we found all this information on it. You, you say this, MA. you had the, you had the wherewithal to save this story? Yeah, nice. you could you could you could create like a thing. If you notice like those little like circles above people's accounts, mm-hmm. those are like the save stories. You could go in there. I clicked on it. I I had our old map degrees of separation on there too. Some of them was on there. So if you want to take an old jaunt down memory lane for that as well too. Um, but yeah, so we had we had five original inductees, Brandana. If you All right, who 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 were they, bro? Jack Nicholson, Meryl okay. Streep. Uh, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, and Mr. Tom Hanks. They're top five class. Five. So it was a class of 19. There was no <laughs> class of 20. No class of 21. No class of 22. Nope. Nope. Jump into this class of 23. So what I have here is we're going to nominate 
Set a nominate three people. It's been so long I said don't use old ones. You can use old ones. Um, I'm judging on so when I wanted to get mine together, I did get three. I have I have two that are really solid that I want us to consider. Uh so I want to do rewatchability of movies as part right. of my weight. Do I think there's a solid hang? Do I like him as a hang? That's a little bit like what I want to get with the beer with them. Are they cool? And like, do they have like a little bit of a flaw? Like a little something about them that's just kind of like kind of derailed them a little bit, but they fought their way back up. Like I'm okay. that's kind of that's all my about. I like a good like fighting your way back story. So that's that's what I have. I think we both go right here. Then we'll post this on Instagram and then we'll see whoever finishes with the, you know, we'll we'll do we'll we'll get two. We'll add two. two more to the pool here. Yeah. So the top two vote getters will get inducted. I love it. So can I, can I, I give it. you the, the two that I'm putting on the block that I would like to put up for the MAB Hall of Fame to join Jack Nicholson, Mail Streep, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, and Tom Hanks. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. Let's get into it. Um, ben Affleck. I would like to nominate Fleck. my boy from Boston. What's his fault? Um, uh, like some booze, bro. He's been out, said it, not afraid to get his party yeah. on uh, out there also. And also just, um, you know, I mean, he has, if you look at it, he has like, it's probably like one of the biggest comeback stories, just movie career wise that we've seen. Like it started out, like, I think he started out as just kind of like a big blockbuster, like, armageddon right down the you know he did like the daredevil movie and just like a bunch of he just got kind of pulled into like a turd vortex where they did like geely with jennifer lopez and then just getting like just pounded in the press like through that entire relationship like drove them apart and just like went through all that and then like still stayed on the directing path like talking about rewatchability i got armageddon uh that's in my top 100 movies of all time which i've recently released I know you saw it, bro. Uh, the you town, did. also in my top one hundred. That's town got was fantastic. Yeah, that's directed by him in front and behind the camera. The way back, sports movie. This is a sports podcast. If you haven't seen that basketball movie, it is it is definitely in my top three basketball movies. I love that, uh, and I think it would be a great hang. I think. Yeah, I think it'd afraid. be fun. It'd be interesting, like to kind of catch him. I feel like he'd be a little. Uh... Little up and down, a little moody at times. I think, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you catch him on the. I wouldn't want to do the brunch the day after a rager hang with Ben Affleck. I think we got to keep our hang to the evening hours, and I don't need sad Ben Affleck ripping butts. And is he, yeah, is he off the wagon or on the wagon? Do we know this? Because I don't want to, but either way, it doesn't matter. Because what I, 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 We'll assume he's on. We'll assume he's on the wagon. We'll yeah. What I what wagon. I care about is the energy, not the actual action. So yes, I yeah, love yeah, where you're yeah. at. The the where I do want to show up. I want to miss the initial sitting down at brunch. I want to miss that altogether. But I want the equivalent of Ben Affleck in the third, getting the fourth mimosa going. That's where I want to step back in because I feel like I'll miss that whole like morning after shaking out the cobwebs grumpy gus sitting down at the table then comes in a little bit of oj and we get the we get it we get a little loose we get in that nice fun stage where it's 
you're gonna get you're gonna get some dirt out of him because he's gonna say something and he's gonna be feeling himself just enough and you're like really tell me what michael keaton's really like and he's gonna fucking look at these batman things we have to do and he's gonna fucking go off and i'm like oh holy shit i'm gonna get some gems out of him yeah i want to crack him up a little too hard you know he does like slaps you on the back but it's a little too much slap but you want to tell him like it's you know it's it's early afternoon so nobody's thinking about that monday work day yet that's still like yeah. three hours away like when the sun sets like that's uh yeah i think it'd be a great hang regardless of boozer or not he can pass him heineken zeros i just i think he'd be dope ben affleck yeah. My other nomination, Leonardo DiCaprio. I would like us to consider, this is pretty, I know this is right down the middle. This is a little basic bitch of me, but. Oh, no, it's the, not. It's not, B. Based on, based on what I, we have. Guess who I had on my list. Oh, you had Leo. I had Leo. Oh, I think that gives him an automatic half vote. I think exactly. it's an automatic half vote right there. Especially when you said uh, being a solid hang solid and hang. having a flaw. I was like, my my boy's got some flaws. I like it. Great hang, though. I think Leo would be like as down to earth as a movie star as we could have, right? I think so. Yeah. Especially for how long he's been in the business. But no, you see like him hanging with Jonah Hill. Like he definitely still likes to get out Bernie Man. I mean, nobody loved COVID 19 more than Leonardo DiCaprio. Got to throw on the mask and just keep the mask on and just really blend in as one of the people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh yeah, I mean I think like the flaw he's a little flawed, right? I mean, obviously the knock on like having too many young girlfriends never settling down. I don't know if that's a flaw. I don't know. Yeah. We're still uh as soon as you want to start listening negatives, let me know. But uh yep, yeah, still notching right. up that positive column. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I guess uh, Leo's right. a coxman. With twenty year old models, just right, like okay, right. yeah, I, that would be a good hang. You're right. Damn it, the, the um, man. Well, we have to ding him for not having any flaws then, because then that's the only thing I got. Well, here's the here's the flaw. Here's my flaw is because yeah. Doctor Misses the commission is like, really, you're hanging out with Leonardo again tonight? Really? That's like twelve nights in a row. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what it. I mean, the flaw would be just kind of like that reputation is going to go with it, and maybe you're just like. I just kind of want a guy's night. And then Leo's just like, but I brought six models. And it's just exactly. like, he's like, but I didn't, Gaffer, I didn't so. name us the pussy posse for nothing. And yeah. Like, he's just Come like, on, Leo. He's like, these seven models are doctor ordered. And I was like, there's no way that's possible. <laughs> Show me the prescription. <laughs> I cannot believe that for a second. Uh, let's, go over some, let's go over some Leo we, movies, though. We, no, we both had it. Leo's going in. We're calling yeah, it. Yeah, okay. But in. I just want to talk about Let's yeah. let, give me some of your top Leo movies. The rewatchability. Um, so I went through my top 100 again. I'm plugging this thing like it gets ad yeah. dollars. Why? <laughs> uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Excellent. Uh, I think that's that's an automatic. Hated it when I saw it in the theater. I mean that is an that is on my iPad all the time. Like it is a plain movie. Uh, watch it at least once a month. Uh, that's always in there. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. is. Uh, I think now the dust has settled a little bit. I think that might be my favorite Tarantino movie above Jackie Brown. And Ooh. then uh, The Departed. I have The Departed on all the time. Yeah, Depart- Departed's good. Departed, I like. I do like Catch Me If You Can a lot. I enjoy I'm this huge movie Catch a lot. Me- I think we talked about it. Yeah, I'm a huge Catch yeah. Me If You Can fan. Uh, and then I did at times like watching gangs of new york i don't know it feels very heavy at time both mm-hmm. of those movies with uh 
after Hall of Fames in him, right? Did we put Daniel Day Lewis in? I don't remember. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, let's put it. We're gonna put in the ones that you sent me that vote. So, uh, so we had our five. So let's we'll just call it the class of twenty. Right, Daniel Day Lewis and Robin Williams because they did yes. grab votes. Yep. Uh, and then Leo's going in right now, and then we'll post our between the two of us. We'll have three nominees, and then whoever gets the most votes will go in. Is that Ben Affleck, Leo? Uh, you had Leo. Oh, you have two others. Well, any more any more rewatchable Leo movies you wanted to call out? No, no, no. That was it. Gangs of New York. It just gets a bit heavy at times, but still, yeah. like, there's some great moments in there. The whole like the thing with Bill the Butcher, like the whole show that they put on with uh, I don't remember the character's name, but that was a great scene. I love I love it. Might be more of a Daniel Day Lewis movie than a Leo movie, but still great. I'll take it. Noise? Yeah, it's, it's Leo for sure. It's good for Steve. Yeah. Like Revenge of the Father. I'm in. I'm yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. I'm in it. Um, so then I had so you had Ben Affleck, Leo. Who else did you have? Who's your third? Uh, that was it. I was. I mean, I started to build a case gotcha. for Oscar Isaac, but my case for and then I, I wanted to go Bradley Cooper again. Let's put Bradley Cooper on the list. I would like Bradley Cooper to be considered. Sure. I know I put him I up you. last time, but I want to. I want to run him back. So I went, and we talked about. Uh, we got Leo. I went back. Yeah. I went back to the well with Denzel again. Denzel yeah. Washington. Now. I think he'd be. I think he'd be great to hang out with. Denzel has no flaws, so no. slight deduction on points for flaws because I don't know how anyone could be that fucking cool all the time. Maybe that's what it is. Um, but I, you know, it, the for me, it's training day. Let's remember the Titans. It's he got game at moments, right? Uh, there's lots yeah. of Jesus Shuttleworth parts that are like, all right, let's fast forward through this. But give me all Denzel throughout that movie. He fucking carries that movie. That movie's really good. Uh, or yeah. that movie's really enjoyable, I should say. Um, yeah. And then I always feel like I want to watch Flight one more time. I don't think I've Flight. watched Flight enough. But Flight's a great movie. I remember watching like it. it. I've only seen it once. And I was like, I, I think I've watched, I've watched Flight three times in the last four weeks. I'm in kind of a Flight zone. Big oh, really? Flight. Yeah. Um, American okay. Gangster. American uh, Gangster. I flipped on a little bit there at the beginning. Malcolm X. Crimson Tide. Yeah, Crimson Tide. We're throwing right. we're throwing Denzel in there. We're putting we're putting Den- Denzel is in. <laughs> Denzel is in. I can't. We can't go another three years. I guess we don't bring this up again and not get right. Denzel Washington in there. He's in there. Crimson and and you know who, get out of town. And then my third and final. You know who this this guy moved up on the list pretty quickly. Actually, just recently, was watching the show Dave on FX, the little mm-hmm. Dicky t- television show, the series finale or season finale. Had this guy pop in. This guy's been acting forever. And it just really made me appreciate the like range and the humility because he was playing himself. But he was really funny in the role. He wanted to to rap and was singing like with auto-tune, but he was also like singing instructions. I don't want to spoil the if you're watching the series at all. But it was great. I'm I'm I want to nominate Brad Pitt because he was so fucking funny in this. Again, in once upon a time in Hollywood, uh also great in this. Um, oh shit! What was the one? Oh, true, ra- true romance at the beginning. Floyd, Floyd's character. Yep. We watched True Romance not too long ago. Fight Club, obviously. Moneyball. Let's not forget about Moneyball. I know Brandon loves himself Moneyball. in Moneyball. Uh, the Ocean series. He's one of my favorite char- characters in the Ocean City. And then Seven. We cannot forget about Seven. Seven is one of the all-time like great suspense thriller 
horror movies that there is. What a, a great concept, great story. Also got Morgan Freeman, who I love very much. But yeah, Brad so this is going to come up later too uh, in our Neo Neo showdown, but I have Brad Pitt there, so I don't want to do any spoilers. But yeah, the ability to laugh at himself is like huge. Like, I mean, you just see him in like Burn After Reading. Like he's almost kind yeah. of like a, he's kind of like a quiet character actor. Like he just has like, not afraid to kind of, you know, like uh 12 monkeys, like the Mexican, like not afraid to just kind of like fuck around and go with it and not like just relying on just being like a, a pretty boy, like young man Um, was like a river runs through it. Uh, what's that one? Legends of the Fall, which Legends I just like Fall, watched for good. the first time, is is fucking wild movie. Uh, yeah, that's great. He also like he did like we talk about ability to laugh at himself. Like he did his academy, or he was accepting some award for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and he was just like, "Yeah, we all know this was a stretch. How to play a guy that doesn't like to wear a shirt, uh, likes to do a lot of drugs, and get some fights with his wife." <laughs> it's just like it's just like going during the Angelina Jolie thing. I was just like, that is amazing. Yeah, I love yeah. to put it up there. Yeah, he's he's great, easy going. I think he would be a, a really like that that episode in Dave. I was just like, this dude seems like he would be a very easy hang. Like just can find his way in any room, you know what I mean? And just be like super at ease and calm with whatever's going on. Yeah, also was like uh I think there was like a show on Comedy Central. I think it was like um Jim Jeffries or something, like had a show on Comedy Central, but Brad Pitt was just the weatherman. It's like I'll just be the there's and there's no explanation and it's just like here's Brad Pitt with the weather and Brad Pitt just does it like it's just like it's so it's a great nomination okay so we'll get the nomination so right guys uh right now who we have in the Hall of Fame this is who is in and then we'll put it up on Instagram you guys vote to get the nominees in most also we tell us the nominees I'll let the people know who's in there right now Jack Nicholson Meryl Streep Robert De Niro Al Pacino Tom Hanks Daniel Day Lewis Leonardo DiCaprio Denzel Washington and Robin Williams. And who who's going up? Who we're gonna post for them to vote on? Uh, it sounds like it's gonna be Ben Affleck and Brad Pitt. <laughs> nice, oh yeah, because you got you got two on there. Yeah, Leo. All right, there you go. Oops. One spot left. Fuck it. You know what? Fuck ben it. Affleck. Hey, audience, guess what? They're already in. <laughs> Let me just tell you, I'm, I'm fast passing this way in here. They made it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put our chain so we never lose it again. I'm so glad you say that. All right, Ben Affleck, <laughs> and um, I mean, I'll still I'll still put Brad it up Pitt for them to and, ask, yeah. but it's sure. like, yeah, I'm not gonna not accept it. Our podcast, our podcast, bro, our rules. Right. Um. All right, Neapolitan showdown. Bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone, cause we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no Bro, top movies about death, baby. Baby, man, it's dark as hell. What uh, made you think of this, B? Just, just think, contemplating your, contemplating your fate. No, I was talking life. about death. A uh, friend of the pod, uh, Erica, who's been on, is talking. Yeah. I, I think we're talking about like top one hundred movies or something. Talking about death, and I was just like, she was like, "Have you done movies about uh, death?" And I was like, "I haven't. I'm into it. Yeah, because we need it." Because, you know, sometimes people throw curveballs and think they're going to get us off track. Where it's just like, have you done top trees? It's like, great question. We have done top trees. We have, we have done, we've yeah. also done top wood. Fucking yeah. go back to the well. Come <laughs> back done, later. We've done all of it. So anytime something new from the outside, I'll take. Um, 
So just wait to break this down. You know, it could have made you think about death, you know, so it doesn't have to be like on the nose about like a physical ghost. Uh, it could be like afterlife or it could just be something that kind of, you know, piqued your curiosity about like kind of sent you down that rabbit hole of just like our existence and everything. We'll keep it light. I know people are driving to work right now, probably. You know, it's just an early morning pod. I want to get, yeah. get, get as light as we can. Um, my number three spot, I went with my girl. So I Ooh. think... I think you yeah, have keep that it movie. real light with my girl. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think you have that movie. Like it's kind of honorable mention. I'll do like all dogs go to heaven, but you have that movie as a kid, that first kind of where you're trying to wrap your head around, or you're like you're getting the sense that something's going on about like how this all shakes out and this kind of like a ball rolling starting the conversation and seeing a kid die in a movie. That's uh that kind of Man, pulls that rip. What a what a what a brutal like like a beautiful heartwarming i mean macaulay colgan anna klumsky couldn't be two of like the more like adorable like kid actors and then you also have like let's not forget dan Aykroyd is like dan Aykroyd, very yeah. under underrated in this movie as the dad yeah um you know and obviously then you got jamie lynn or jamie lee curtis in there too kind of comes in there and kind of is the female role model for Klumsky and you know it's such a good movie it's but man it's like it's one of those ones where you talk about like rewatchability it's like ah, I I just wanted to like I want the feeling to live in my heart I don't want to open that box again to like I know I, yeah. I know I'll get back to the inevitable conclusion but I just want to just remember it the way I remembered it when I first saw it I don't want to go back to it and and sully it or you know what I mean yeah because I think what's wild that's a great point and I like I know it's cliche it's like oh they don't make them like this anymore I mean I don't think they do I think this is pretty like unfiltered and almost you know it's pitched as kind of like a kids movie I mean it's obviously like all ages <laughs> right. deal but it's like really heavy subject matter but I think you're right because we've talked about it with other movies, but I think if you watch it now, you'd be watching it through the lens of the adults, you know, and that's what was probably wild for it, is like seeing that as a kid, you're watching it through the lens of a kid, like not knowing what happened. And you really have to like fucking wrap your mind around this. But like now you're just kind of like, all right, like how like seeing it from the adult's point of view, is just like, how would you, you know, explain or how do you have that conversation about like, you know, what death is to a kid? Wild. Yeah. Just yeah. Having fun on this pod. Just Look at have that. a good old one for one on die. keeping it light. <laughs> so I'll try, uh, I'll try and uh I'll try and dig us out of this hole here. Thanks, um, bro. I, I, I'm gonna go with my number three. And it's actually funny too, because I looking at my list, it, you you put something into my mind and uh, I just started thinking about it. It's like, oh yeah, like my list is very much like how I like soft shooed into death, like watching yeah. shows about death. So my number three, and I know it's not like a direct correlation to it, but mine is Mickey's Christmas Carol, right? Okay. It's, the, it's a Christmas Carol story, right? With through Mickey, yeah. through seeing, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge as, you know, uh, as Scrooge McDuck there and learning mm -hmm. about like all of his, if he's not going to be a good person, this is what his life's going to be. And you see death and the three men coming. Then you've got, got little fucking tiny Tim, you know, in that. I just remember this. This is great. This is a great story for me. And it taught me just a little bit about death and what it'd be like if, uh, if I didn't live a good and wholesome life. Yeah, that's good. It's like a moose boosh. Like it's just, it comes before yep. like the, the heavy death talk. Cause I think, yeah, what you're talking about is like the introduction is you're kind of grasping like, 
you have one life, what are you going to do with it? Because, you know, you kind of get Scrooge, you see through Scrooge's eyes, just like all these different paths you can go down. So you kind of get the sense that there's an end without hitting on the head about the death or whatever. And it's just kind of like, you know, this one existence, this life you have does mean something on like how you want to kind of navigate and what you can do. And how it's not too late to turn and go down the right path before you get to the end. Yeah. And I think what a great story A Christmas Carol is, right? I mean, and who... Uh every time you watch it it's like i feel like you could pull different things out of it and as a kid it was like i get to see like mickey mouse i get to see goofy you know what i mean i get to see them all in there and they just kind of tell me a little bit about life and it's like oh this is a good like it's a christmas story but it's also it's a christmas thing i used to watch it it used to come on all the time i used Mm -hmm. to watch it all the time i used to love their like their big meal like i remember when when bob cratchit had no money and they were like shaving like paper thin slices of ham yeah paper thin slices of peas like i'll never forget that yeah and you kind of get older and you just kind of see it through you know you see it through um scrooge mcduck's scrooge's eyes, eyes. Like, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it's exactly. just like still the day still the day of the week guys let's get I mean, to work he's let's he's get... fitting the bill on the overhead for the building let's Bob go he's gotta work let's get gotta to work. work let's it's a little boss respect there uh okay i uh i really went for it like you said you tap dance around a little bit i'm gonna give myself um myself one little ghost icon here i'm gonna give yourself give you a half oh but it's the cute ghost it's the one little cute emoji yeah yeah, like a pac-man ghost yep yep yeah it's good it's, yeah it's inky that. yes it's inky there you go uh my two spots pretty on the nose but i'm going with ghost I mean, this oh. is, I think somewhere when you talk about afterlife movies, movies about death, uh, there's somewhere where I want to get kind of, I mean, I just, it's, it's a trope used, but I kind of enjoy it where you, there's just kind of this unfinished business, you stuck in kind of the nether world and just kind of this yearning to still be on earth, but not in your regular form and like trying to connect and just like trying to, I don't know, kind of that feeling where like, you're drowning, you're shouting, you gotta, and I kind of like, he almost has like a training thing, right? Like, it's almost like Rocky, like he trains on the sub with that one guy to be able to kind of move stuff. He's learning stuff through like the afterlife and finishes his unfinished business, closes the loop on that. Uh, yeah, the Unchained Melody, like very memorable movie scene. Not yeah. my top 100, but yeah. Not so. your top 100? Interesting. No, 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 no. Yeah. A very hot scene. Demi Moore, Patrick Swayze. Everyone, loved, that's been that scene has probably been spoofed and recreated a hundred times. Thousand percent, yeah. I mean, just what like the num the number of people that like bought pottery wheels for their home to just kind of like save yeah. them off from divorce. It was dude, there was a big spike in was it movie come out like ninety five? I would guess ninety four. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's the real the the pottery wheel is the real. Karma Sutra uh, of ceramics. (laughs) You're like, oh, you should. That thing shows up. You're like, we fucking tonight. (laughs) Just walk in, just like a friend's, like invite you over dinner. There's a pottery wheel there. It's like, oh, oh, I didn't know they get down like that. Put this away. (laughs) (laughs) Let me stuff this in my end table. Hold on, it's tough to get in here. Uh, All right, my number two. There we go. We got it, baby. Uh, My number two. Um. This is another one again, a youth, youthful um, story of friendship and kind of centers around death. I'm talking about Stand by Me, I own this oh. movie, I own this DVD. Yeah, this is great. 
you know, coming of age story, boys going out there to kind of find a missing boy. They eventually find it, right? They learn a lot about themselves. They learn mm-hmm. a lot about everyone's in different lives and not everyone has it as easy as they think they do. And um, it's just a phenomenal, like it's a really great movie. Um, Will Wheaton's fantastic in it. I know it's a Stephen King movie. It's great. But, yeah, based on know, the body. Yep. Based on the body, exactly. Um, but River Phoenix is in it. It's fantastic. Kiefer Sutherland's in it. I mean, it's got a really great, like, young cast. Um, but you, you know, you, you learn a lot about kind of like what it's like to be a kid, what it's like going through kind of that like angsty, like preteenish, trying to be a big kid, trying to be an adult, and then like really like coming to face with like, hey, uh, our lives could be like no different than this kid that got hit by a train. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's true. We, yeah. Cause go? I, yeah, I think you're right. Cause it started out as just like a little kid curiosity when they go to see it. And then there's just kind of like, it just hits them a little harder. Like when they see it, like just kind of, like, yeah, kind of it wasn't like, like the mortality. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like this, like, Holy shit. This is, it's just kind of like, Oh, this kid is gone. You know what I mean? And a little like yeah. weird looking. Yeah. Tough. Uh, all right. I'm going to give me two ghosts. Uh, okay. one for the pick, it's pretty good, and then one just because I get a bonus ghost because the name of the movie's Ghost. Yep. Um. Yeah. And no, that makes sense. That's how. Stand by. Uh, stand by. You. I'm going to give you a little ghost since that was a kid that got hit by the train, so that'd be a smaller ghost. It, yeah, it's a toddler ghost. Got whacked yeah. on the on the on the rails. <laughs> oh, we're having having fun tonight, guys. Having fun. Uh. Right. <laughs> Never one spot. I, I was trying to wrap my. There's just so many movies that I think of. You know, like. Philadelphia, um, you know, like yeah. uh, Backdraft. I, me- I remember crying for like Ooh. ever in Backdraft. Just like these movies where like a death happens in it on like a character we've been following, and then it just yeah. kind of like you know rips your guts out. Um, I had. I wa- are, we, are we doing console bracket right now? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, yeah. Console? Do console bracket. Let's throw a couple yeah, of console bracket. Yeah, yeah. Hit hopefully, it, hit it. hopefully, to give it. I don't think you're gonna have this one on here, but Marley and Me. Ooh boy. Oh, this is... that's a good one. Oh yeah, dog. Oh, Turner and Hooch would have Turner and Hooch would have played. A little doggy Turner ghost would have been the score. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that been. Um the big chill, too. I don't know if, if this is gonna show up. Ooh! I'm also embarrassed because that's definitely on my top 100. I love that movie. I don't know, like that. Is that about death or is it just surround like it, you know, that's what I kind of struggled with that one. You're you're right. It kind of is about it brings them together and they talk like I mean. Cause it has like one of the greatest, I mean, when Will hurts in the car and like, they're just talking, it's just like, I got a real big fight with him. Like right before, like he dies, just like, yeah. well, that's probably why he killed himself. Like, there's just like this really dry sense of humor about how close these friends are. And I love them. Man, it's so good. I think he just yeah. stole the W by bringing that up. I'm embarrassed. I didn't bring that up. No, I think that's, it does... that's console bracket. You can't. Yeah. I mean, it, does can't... Kind of, it does kind of fade into just like it. it... Not I just got a, my, my baby ghost just got a power up and just do, do, do. <laughs> it did. That's full adult. Now you got like little Kevin Costner ghost. Um, <laughs> I should have went with that. I didn't. I got to be true to the list I had. I want to steal that, but you're going to get the win. Well, we'll see how good your number one is. But I want to I want to take death from a different angle. So I put meet Joe Black. It's okay. a little long. Uh, it's got Brad Pitt. Uh, I like Brad Pitt's kind of flat performance in it. Anthony Hopkins. Great. I just I. Kind of fascinated and this is Claire Forlani, right? This is Claire Forlani as the lead actress. Beautiful, had a real fucking cup of coffee in the big leagues. Yeah, short stint. Uh, but yeah, it's just like him, be it like death actually like 
personified is just super interesting and then like death showing up that's i've always been curious about storylines like that you know like death showing up and talk there's like supposed to be like a there's this twilight zone i guess or something with like robert redford plays death and it's just like would death come looking all janky or would it be like something like attractive that would like seduce you and talk you into like mm. joy? i don't know just i'm kind of yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in that so i wanted to yeah even though I, t- I totally dropped the ball on the big chill i wanted to represent a little bit of a different angle of a death story so i have meet joe black number one i like it meet joe black not a great movie right not kind of pan <laughs> Dude, I already said you're gonna win. Shots fired. All right, all right, <laughs> yeah, sorry, uh, sorry, man. I'm just, I'm trying to kill your chance. Here. Uh, I'm trying to put it to bed. I don't know. Um, I, I think I would be like, I, I would say guilty pleasure. I would return to it. Sometimes I can be susceptible. Like, I thought it was fine and interesting. I loved it in high school, and then, you know, I just hear people constantly like shit on it. I just, I think it's too long, but it's still the relationship between like. Brad Pitt coming for Anthony Hopkins and then them having this relationship and then Brad Pitt death falling in love with his daughter is just, it's curious. They took a swing and I took a swing. Is this the one where he like walks into traffic? Is this how this ends? That's how it begins. That's how he gets the, yeah, that's how he gets the body. Like he's basically waiting to, so he jumps into this. That's right. That's right. Okay. Very good. Spoiler alert. Anyone. So my number, my number one, I like this one. I'm I'm surprised you didn't have it somewhere in there. But I'm gonna go with Sixth Sense. Uh yes, yes, I about kids yeah. death yeah. through through the eyes of a young child. Absolutely, everyone sees it. All the the writing was on the wall. It's one of those things where it's like this movie. You definitely don't the rewatchability factor got to be through the floor after you've seen it once, right? Like it no longer has the twists and turns. Or do you rewatch it to be like? Oh, there's another little clue. There's another yeah, clue. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting. So it doesn't have rewatchability, but it has rewatch once is very high. Rewatch like eight times, super low. Like got to watch it one more time just to yeah. like fucking checklist all the stuff you missed. Like definitely has that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you know, Haley Joe Osment, great. Bruce Willis, fantastic in this movie. You know what I mean? And really like, uh, you know, it's more of like a paranormal feeling at first, but there, there's the element of, of death in there and like understanding about like, Absolutely. Seeing dead I people. mean, the little, like the line is, I see dead people like for sure. you got it. Yeah. Yeah. So baby. that on top of your, your little ghost over here, your stand by me, tiny ghost that leveled up. You got the big chill, which is the console ghost, which is ghost adjacent. So like a zombie. Mm-hmm. Right. And then plus this ghost. Winner most awesome. Well done. That was bro. my that was my Ouija like board ghost. I, I felt in the driver's the seat. When you were start you're starting with like cartoons and like Christmas Carol in the middle of the, like the summer. I was just like, I'm gonna own him. He's going down. All right. Right <laughs> into gambling corner. usually save the nfc north for last yeah uh we did we, we wanted won, to we get won, into it we won money for everybody last season right we did well we did tell we did that. yes we did overall overall yeah yeah, yeah. we, we yeah. won money in this division we hit on our our detroit lions you're keeping track again same thing as last year i will keep track yeah so i'll right, keep boy. track for sure exactly all right let's get into again it. all these were going off of off of draft kings 
DraftKings, guys. A, not a sponsor. A, They're welcome a sponsor. to be a sponsor. Yeah. No, we'll take yeah. it. Yep. I feel right. dialed in on this, bro. You feel dialed in. Let's go. All right. Let's just start alphabetically. Let's go with the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. The Bears. I feel like a hot young team that everybody was excited about. Uh, yeah. They didn't, they didn't go nuts. I feel like Chicago fans are excited about Justin Field. You know how fast this league moves. So I feel like it's a, a do it now or forever hold your peace this season. I feel like a little pressure on Justin Fields. Um, I think you have two of the better teams in the NFC in this division. And again, it is the NFC. I wrote it down. I think it wrote down a little high. So I'm going to bump it down a tick. I'm going to go six and a half for the Chicago Bears. Ooh, did you start at seven? Because that's what I had it at. I started at seven. Yeah, I had it at seven. She was stuck to seven. It was seven and a half. Seven and a half. I thought it was, I was, I was a little surprised on that. I was like, ooh, that's a little, little it's steep. higher. Yeah. It's steep. I mean, to me, that makes me really, really look at well i did have my packers below the bears so i mean i think it's I a too. little uh, yeah i think it had to be a little speaking to what they're expecting out of the packers but yeah uh yeah it seems a little high but i think you know that mobile quarterback thing i mean there's definitely there's upswing i think people are excited about justin fields uh seven and a half i would you know i'll take i'm gonna take the under and i'm putting a mavi dollar on it seven and a half seems high i mean seven i still think would be a successful season for the chicago bears but that but, extra half game is where I'm I'm eight. leaning toward. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, all right, they got to go eight and nine. They're vying for, you know, if it bears out like it did last year. Oh, bears out. Sorry. Oh, um, what a blast! Oh, man, I'm punny as hell. Um, <laughs> the the uh, but like that's putting them in playoff contention. I don't feel like even though the NFC is a little thin. Yeah. I don't think they're a playoff ready. Yeah, they're, settled, they're, yeah, they're when, at least a year away. I gotta yeah, say the connection between DJ Moore and Fields before I can. Yeah, Fields also that. like you know super mobile quarterback running a lot. You know, no one wishes injury. We're not doing that, but it's definitely more on the table. Uh, a sweep by the Lions and a sweep by the Vikings. I mean, the Lions and Vikings will be favored in both of their games versus the Bears at Soldier mm-hmm. Field and uh, or whatever the new name of the stadium is. And there, so uh, yeah, give me one Mabby dollar on the under. You gonna put anything on this? Uh, yeah, no, I'm just gonna I'm gonna follow with you. I'm gonna one one Mabby on the Great. unders. Um, all right, so then let's go Packers. We were talking about the Packers just next. Where are we at with this? Uh, so Packers, I did go lower here. Um, I still think it's a public team that people get really excited about. Uh, I couldn't go. Having them at five seemed weird. I had them at six and a half. That's what I had at six and a half, and it was seven and a half. It did at DraftKings, and this is a this felt to me like a dollar on the under all day. Yeah, so give me two Mabby dollars on this under. You want to do two together? Let's do two. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna double this. I'm gonna match your Mabby dollar bets on this one. Yeah, I mean, even because... if we saw if. Everything we saw from Jordan, like unless he made like, even if he made a leap, which would be a big leap, which would put him like, I don't know, put him in the Brissett level, maybe like still getting eight wins. No, 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 no. No, and I I ran down their schedule just to be like, they're they're definitely the 
worth. Huh. Sorry. Sorry. That was my bad. I just yawned heavy in that <laughs> in that segment. Because well, the Packers are pouring. It's like they had no free yes. agent signings whatsoever. Yeah, they had a lot of draft picks. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I took myself out of that little <laughs> hole right there. But they had no, they had no real free agent signings of merit. Like uh-huh. there, we obviously we saw everything going on with Andrew Aaron Rodgers. He's gone. Jordan loves in. You know, they get the use one of their draft picks on a defensive lineman right out of the gate. Rashawn Gary tore his ACL. One of their better pass rushers. Like I'm not sure. I don't think this offensive line is going to be as great as it's been in years past or a little bit older. So it yeah. just feels like, I mean, if here's the thing, if Matt LaFleur gets sniffs, eight wins, this is an incredible coaching job by him. And we will not, I'll look, I'll think differently at Matt LaFleur as he was just like handed the keys to like a fucking, yeah. we don't, you know, we don't even know if he's a good coach. Yeah. We don't know if this is a good quarterback, right? This is into just, Throw them at eight wins. Yes, I want like that. Might be a real life bet. I'm gonna have to go go peek at that. So that's hmm. that's wild. All right, let's go. Uh, we'll go to the Lions. We'll go to the Lions next here. B. We'll save your Vikes for the last. All right. I want to be a good host here. Thanks, buddy. I always well. I'm excited about the Lions. I always go high on the Lions. I've been known to throw down plenty of Mavi dollars on the Lions. Did we get paid from the Lions last year? We did. I believe so. Nice, noise. Uh, this is. I take this we, a we, little. We higher. put a histo- Sorry, we put a historic amount of Mavi dollars. <gasps> Did we talk about what our rule change was? Were we going to do two dollars a division? Or, or remember, remember we talked about doing like setting a a pool of money that we're going to spend on on our Mavi dollar bets. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so how many? Yeah, so let's do... So a total for all... So I think it should average out to what? Like five total Mavi dollars per division is what it should average out to. So 40 total Mavi dollars? Yes, I like that because we're at three right now. So let's do that. Three right now. Okay. So a total of five Mavi dollars per division is what we have allotted. So we have to... So it's not 40 total. It has to be five within each division. So however we want to allot it. So maybe we can move once we get everything set, we can move things around. Like now, once we get done, we could go back. And if the Vikings are like crazy, we could be like, you know what? Take it off the Bears. I want to put everything on the Vikings. Like we can do yep, that. Yep. Okay. Yep. 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 Uh, line. So this is probably the highest over being bet in Vegas right now. Super popular, super hot. Everybody rooting for these Lions. Uh, I think maybe I want to say third place to win the NFC. Uh, they're definitely. They're definitely first place in the NFC North. Yeah, I still think ten is too high. I have it at nine and a half. Ooh, you fucking smoked it. You nailed it. Nice. I had it at sixteen and a half. I don't know <laughs> you guys. <laughs> flirting with that. A little um, steep. Yeah, exactly. A little uh, steep. No, I actually put it at ten. I think you're right. I I think I got hooked into it a little bit. I got I started to feel my oats when I was running down the the schedule. Yeah. So, but nine and a nine and a half feels right. I feel like ten wins is going to be. I mean, they were eight and nine last year. Man, I just I just so cautiously optimistic. Do you do we put a a 
a Mabby dollar on the over. I'll do one. Yeah, I'll do one on the over just for tradition's sake. And that's we're Lions podcast. So we'd like to do that. Uh, <laughs> I just think I, you know, a target on your back. I just want to see how they handle this because I feel like this, they didn't quite is... have it last year and everyone's rooting for them at the end. And I think they're good when they kind of underdog story, but like coming in, like we're supposed to win this division is that's a different role. So it'll much different. Role. I'm so interested to see because no longer can we start like slow like we did last year. Yeah, because there'll be chatter. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure there will be. If we start slow, like there's going to be the pressure will be different. Last year's pressure when we started slow was really like the like you said underdogs. They're everyone's rooting against us. We're making the headway. We're we're chopping that wood. I don't know if we can continue to go back to that well all the time it's like hey no one believes that you know yeah. you just can start to ring a little hollow coach guy bro yeah. is gonna campbell is gonna gonna be tough but i like him i and i like the addition of jamar gibbs jack campbell you know they bolstered up with some one-year deals in the secondary just some some quality veterans cam sutton from the steelers yeah might have a few pieces be might have a few pieces it'll be fun yeah definitely be fun. I'm, right. I'm looking forward so to watching so right now we we spent four dollars, which means we mm-hmm. have potentially at minimum a dollar here with the Vikes. So the Vikes uh, got rid of Delvin Cook. I really shouldn't move the needle yep. too much. Uh, still got Madison. Uh, this team won a bunch of. I mean, set a record. I think like seven and zero at some point, or like games within three points. They were just kind of all the coin flip games were breaking their way. Uh. The jury's obviously out on Kirk Cousins. We know what the score is. They can still win football games. I think there's going to be a little pressure off them right now. Uh, I think the public hates this team, and all they can remember is throwing short of the sticks, winning all the games they shouldn't have. So the law of averages should average out. I mean, you are you you've you swayed public opinion on this. B, you've said it every time we talked about the Vikings. It's any just, chance it's, you got can't wrap my fucking brain around it it's still <laughs> insane uh i just said the law of averages will average out so let's go ahead and keep that in the pod twice yep uh i have it uh i'm changing what i say i have it nine i think that's a little high i'm gonna go still think they have to get a winning record but i'm gonna give eight and a half i'm gonna go eight and a half you're you're in the zone when you're my man's in the zone he's in the zone he hits it again eight and a half Man, I went high on this because I I, I I did them, I think, before the Lions, and I put them at nine and a half. I'm not going to go back and change my numbers because I'm just shooting from the hip on this. It's too high. Yeah. What I had, nine and a half. <laughs> it's just like, it's too high. I disagree with it. Yeah, exactly. Still like it. Yeah, exactly. But I, I this is what I wrote on the paper, and I'm not fucking changing. So, kind of integrity. Eight and a half is a real tough number for the Vikings. It just is. I don't yeah, like this I mean, number to, at all. I mean, to me, it's just like it's it's winning record. Like, are the Vikings going to have a winning record? And so now I, I know it changed since like 17 games, so it's a little harder to just – you don't have that firm 500 number, but it's just like, is this team going to be above 500? Like, yes. I think that Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, I mean, he's not he can't take you far in the playoffs, but they can win regular season football games. They're going to yeah. win two against the Bears – they're going to win, you know, they'll win their two against the Packers as they should. I mean, they'll give the Lions a fight, you know, they'll, they'll pick off some other shitty NFC teams. So I don't going above 500 
is it should it be that big of a hurdle? And nine and eight is not a great fucking record. That's that's not that's a lot of losses. That's a that's not a good football team. I think they're no, at no, least no. like they're above average. So you, so you feel confident at going nine and eight? You're like, yeah, they're gonna go nine and eight. Yeah, I'll put I'll put one Mavi dollar on it. Yeah, I just think in this league, like I, I know they they made some cuts and made some chops, but it's still I think it's getting a little bit more. Uh, it seems like cutting weight they didn't need to try to move towards something, and there's still enough talent there for them to move it in, you know, create some space in that salary cap. So, and I think Kirk Cousins wants to win. I definitely think he's he's definitely plateaued. He's maxed out, but he's still guy that wants to show up there and justin jefferson wants to win so i think it'll be fun to watch yeah it'll be interesting it'll be interesting i mean uh, that's that's a good point it's like like he's a smart veteran quarterback you know what i mean he's not gonna play stupid he's kirk cousins is gonna keep them in now when the pressure's on i don't know if i want to put that mabby dollar against him you know when the when when the chips are down he needs to make a play but Yes, that would be a mistake. Over over 17 games in a regular season, he's going to bring a level of professionalism every week that he's going to just – he's going to be smarter and make the right reads more consistently over the course of 17 games. I'm going to put another dollar on the Lions. That's really what it's going to <laughs> You're like, after all that. Okay, I would want to – so you have one of the Lions – I have two on the Lions on the over. Oh, two on the Lions. You, okay, yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I'm not putting anything on. I'm abstaining from the Vikings. Not because. Me too. Oh, you are too. You're not yeah. going to put a dollar on the over. You're changing. No, I want to put. Too? Yeah, I want to put a third Mabby dollar uh, on the Packers under. Oh, you just really want to stick it to them. Aaron Aaron Rodgers is gone, and you're just like fuck it. I'm I'm gone. Yeah, it's since. I, it's I just, just want to bury him. It's a sh- seven and a half is a big number for them. That's a lot of that's a lot of fucking wins. I don't see him. I just I don't yeah. I don't see him doing that. I yeah, and I don't want to. I do like that that Jordan Love. Uh, not a great sign that Jordan Love wanted to wish a happy Father's Day to all the Bears fans, which would make him. Which yeah, would make them his dad. They, like that was a good. dumb shit talk. Jordan it was weird. It was like you're trying to like carry on the legacy of Aaron Rodgers owning that city, and then you just fucking hate shit right in front of us. Yeah, you don't. If you're the daddy, you don't wish your son's happy Father's Day. Exactly. Right? Did he do that? He oh did my that. God. Yes, he did that. Ugh. And okay, so didn't keep... delete. It. I don't think he deleted it. Had had I told you that, would you? You definitely would have laid heavy on that under. I'm moving all five Mabby dollars to the under. I'm moving all. I'm moving all five of my Mabby dollars. All five. No, I got to keep one. Sorry, I'll move four. I have to keep one on Lions for tradition. One line. One Mabby dollar in Lions over four on the Packers under the Packers under. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So you moved your Bears dollar over. You got you got a dollar on the over for the Lions and four on the under. I've got two on the under, two on the over with the Lions, and one on the under for the Bears. You know what? Yeah, no, I like it. That's where I'm keeping right, it. At. That's going to do. Guys, MMB Sports Podcast episode 267. Thanks for listening. Seven more of those under over segments to come. Don't know why I said it backwards. Um, MVPs of the week, real fast. I'm shouting out 
all the fathers out there. Happy Father's Day. Harper uh, Brown, thanks for listening. Uh, appreciate it. Happy Father's Day to you and May. I know I said it privately, but I like thank to you, give you a little public love, uh, bro. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. You enjoy your Always vacation. Fun. Yeah. Better be hitting me up. Absolutely, wild, of course. Wild up there on the East Coast. Come if you're a flight, I just come meet you in the airport. I would fly to an airport if you had a hangover. I would <laughs> or a layover. I would hang out in that airport. Yeah, we'd be hung over in a layover. Have, have a drink with you at that bar. Stand here in the way Fly of your flight. What, what, what a what a what a friend. What a friend. I would do it. You uh, who's your MVP, brother? Uh, I was I talked about it at the very top of the show. Uh, was Chris Paul. I I, I just want yeah. to realize like there's a lot of shit talk on Chris Paul, and I get it injuries and whatever. Like, I, I still think that there's a great sliding doors moment of, you know, the multiverse where Chris Paul goes to the Lakers. The league doesn't veto that trade. He wins a chip, and his career is totally rewritten. I know somebody was like, oh, you can't unwrite the the injuries, but going to a different team in a different scenario, like, I can't sit there and be like, oh, those injuries will happen, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. So give me the multiverse where he's in there. But anyways, Chris Paul, consummate winner. Uh, I think he gets a bad rap. He's fucking fantastic. Give me Chris Paul for uh, MVP of the week here. We'll still give him some respect. Chris Paul, you're a plus in our book, bro. MVP Sports Podcast, guys. Uh, hit us up. NFL season. I come on the rise. Anything you want us to chat about? We got. We are open to segments. The yeah. open sign is up. Guys, thanks for listening. I'm Brandon. I want you to sign yourself off. Most awesome. Audience, as my dad always told me, the early bird gets the over under. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion.